Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I did a projected future hope for the Marvel Comic Universe as well as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I got a lot of feedback asking me, would I do the same thing for DC? So I'm going to flip it up and I'm going to start with the DC, um, we'll call it the DC Cinematic Universe first, um, and then hit the, the comic universe second. Uh, but I do want to give an update. If Obviously somebody at Marvel and Fox was listening to me uh, when I talked about the need for Fox to come to Marvel and hand, head, ah, hat in hand saying, please make us a good movie for the X-Men and for the Fantastic Four because there's rumor that those talks are going on. Now, who knows if they'll mount anything. And I know I wasn't the only person saying this. There's a lot of people out there saying the same thing, and, and they should have been. Uh, they did a good job with Spider-Man, and they could do a good job with uh, bringing everything back in uh, under one creative team. Um, like I said before, I don't care who gets the profits. That's not my concern. I don't own stock in either one. I want good I want good movies. So let's change gears and talk about the DC Cinematic Universe. It's not called that, but we're going to call it that for lack of a better term. Um, and this is, uh, I, I when I started this whole podcast, it was geared towards Marvel. I've touched on a little bit of DC, but it's really been geared towards Marvel. Um, so that's where my passion and my love is. It's not necessarily with DC, although I do like some DC characters. I do like some of the DC universe. Uh, and I, I grew up watching Super Friends on uh, Saturday morning cartoons. So that's where I first came in contact with superheroes, was watching DC, was watching a DC property, Hanna-Barbera uh, property, um, with Super Friends. So if you saw my house, you would see that I, I do have a Super Friends um, poster in my in my area, my area of the home that uh, my wife is not able to <laughs> dictate fashion on. Uh, so let's talk about the DC Universe. So technically the DC Universe, DC Cinematic Universe, dates back to the late 70s. Actually, we can go back into the 40s with the serials of Batman um, or the 50s with the um, Superman TV show. Uh, but we're going to, or, or even in the 70s with the Superman movies into the 80s, we're going to skip over all that because as comics have a golden age, a silver age, and a modern age, those are silver age, you know, golden age, silver age, we're into the modern age. Let's talk about today. Let's talk about cohesive cinematic universe. And DC tried to do this recently with the Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. And they didn't they didn't do it the way I would have done it. And I'm not saying model everything Marvel did, but I said before the movie came out, and I, I'll say after, they shoehorned in too much into that movie, tried to put too many characters. They did a lot of what X-Men uh, Apocalypse tried to do shoehorn too many characters into a movie trying to introduce them to kickstart or jumpstart their universe and i think that's 
I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a very bad idea in this day and age. Now, that may have worked in the past, um, but today there's such a short attention span. People can't track too many things that are different and new that they have to learn. And you don't get a lot of time to explain these characters. And I think that's the detriment. You had Batman and Superman, which theoretically should not have needed explanation. Okay? Both of those characters have seen multiple opportunities on the big screen uh, over the years, they're, they're, or the small screen, even TV. There's, there shouldn't be a need to really introduce those characters. The danger was we've never seen them in the same show or the same movie. They've never appeared together outside of cartoons. It's animated stuff, yes. But in live action, we've never seen them together. So live action is where most of the population sees these characters. The Batman animated series people, yeah, you've seen that. Superman, the Super Friends, Justice League of America. We've seen all that together in an animated way, but that's not where the general public goes. And the general public has a lot more money to spend than the fringe people who watch the cartoons. It, they're good cartoons. They're they're excellently made. They're, they're good. They're, Animator-wise, DC does a great job. But that's not what most people see. So you have to introduce us to these characters in the same way, I think, that Marvel did. Whereas you give us your individuals. We've had individual Spider or Superman, and we've had individual Batman. What we haven't had is a combination of the two. Then you threw in Wonder Woman. Then you threw in the Apocalypse. Or Apocalypse. Then you threw in the Flash. It was too much to understand and not enough time to do it. Um, so here's what I think they need to do going forward. We, we can't change the past. The past is exactly what it is. Going forward, as we did with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, going forward, what, what do they need to do to make this successful? Okay? And what I think they need to do is a combination of things. One, you need to give us more time with these people together. You need to give us a, a better reason to bring them together. I think you need to bring in Christopher Nolan for the Batman side of things. I think Ben Affleck, I'm sorry, I don't think Ben Affleck plays a good Batman. I don't think he plays a good, I don't think he's a good actor. I think he's a very poor actor. He's a name, but he's a poor actor, and you brought him in. Um I think Henry Cavill, who played Superman, does an okay job, but he bulked up too much, both in this movie and Man of Steel. Too bulky. Too, looked too big in out of the costume, and it, it just it throws you. When you see him in Man of Steel, when he's not wearing the Superman costume, he looks like he's a weightlifting bodybuilder. And it, it just it's jarring when you're thinking about him because it doesn't, we don't think of Superman as this, obviously he's powerful, but we don't think he looks as powerful as he is. I mean, how do you, how do you pull off the Clark Kent when he looks like a massive stud? It's just harder to buy. So I think Henry Cavill needs to tone it down a little bit. He's not Thor. He's not the Hulk. Tone it down. You know, you can have musculature. You don't have to look like you've been um, pumping, you know, the side of a building to get those muscles. It's just too much. So I think he does a good job in the acting department. I just don't love him in his appearance completely. Uh, ben Affleck, just his motivation in this movie was not, it was hard for me. Uh, 
and I know they fought in the comics and Batman won, but Batman kind of cheated using kryptonite to weaken Superman. Now, it's not cheating. Obviously, you got to do whatever you can do. If you're fighting essentially a god, you got to do something to bring him to your level. And, you know, the augmented suit a la Iron Man is not going to cut it when you're fighting somebody like Superman. So I get it. But was it really a fair fight? And I don't think it was. I don't think it was um, a fair fight. And it, it seemed it seemed put on. You know what I mean? It seemed like we're going to fight because we think you want to see a fight, so we're going to do a fight, and there's not a lot of reason to fight. And then when we realize, oh, we don't have anything to fight over, we're, we're both on the same side, and here comes Wonder Woman, and we're going to fight Apocalypse. It's it just not not what we wanted to see. So how do they fix it? Christopher Nolan, he got Batman. Those three movies he made for Batman, I don't think you need Christian Bale, but you need something like Chris, uh, Chris Nolan to oversee it and give his input. And I know he was involved to a point, but you need more. You need more involvement. Um, you need to make sure that this goes forward into an area we can get some more out there. Maybe put out some shorts. And maybe there's some shorts that you can leak to the Internet giving us some background on these characters, especially Wonder Woman. You know, before you re- release Justice League, you got to give us more. You got to give us something on Flash. You got to give us something on uh, Wonder Woman. You got to give us something on Aquaman if you're going to put him in the movie. You got to get. You got to have them interacting. So I would say put some shorts out on YouTube or leaked on the Warner Brothers site. It doesn't matter. Make them very public. People watch trailers. Give us a 15 minute short. You know, Marvel kind of did that. Um, with the Iron Man movies and some of the other um, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and they were on the DVDs, leak them online. Not leak them, get, put them out online. And I think you're going to get some more buy-in. People are going to say, okay, I can watch this, you know, I can watch this 10 or 15-minute short, and it's going to give me something. So when I get to the movie, it doesn't all, I don't know what I'm looking at. I know, I'll know who I'm looking at. I'll understand, Okay. Give us something like that. Give us a movie adaptation comic book. And we'll talk about that in the comic book section. But give us a give us a direction in the comics that are going to help us transition this whole thing. Make a special comic for it. Maybe it's a 12-issue run. But give us that transition time. Buffy the Vampire Slayer did it to end the series. Uh, Star Wars has done it with Marvel to kind of bridge some of that time between the end of A New Hope and the start of Empire Strikes Back, and it's been well-received. Do something like that to give us an idea where we're going. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll get a lot more people saying, okay, there's, if I want to avail myself of this information, I can get it. Now, is it ideal versus doing individual movies for Wonder Woman or The Flash? No, it's not. And I think the fear is that these minor characters have failed repeatedly to gain traction um, in the movie genre. Now, the Flash TV show has done pretty well. Wonder Woman TV show was from the 70s, and they tried to revive it five or six years ago, and it just didn't work. I think it was a bad script, and it was just bad pilot. It didn't work, but it's out there. You know, nobody has cracked the female lead. Uh, Marvel's Peggy Carter, Agent of Shira, you know, Peggy Carter did not 
was critically acclaimed, but was not uh, ratings acclaimed. So it got canceled. So nobody's cracked this nut. You crack this nut, you have you have an exclusive. Effectively, you have an exclusive on the on the female hero genre. And right now, there's nothing like that. Maybe it's not Wonder Woman. Maybe it's a different character. You know, maybe the Suicide Squad comes out, and that's the bridge that people need. So you get Christopher Nolan, you get some bridging with comics and or shorts. Um, I think you you absolutely, going forward, have to make this a comprehensive universe. You have to. If people know these things exist in the same universe, it's easier to connect the dots in their head. If you continue to make them feel like they're separate and then you jam them all together, you don't get a comprehensive, cohesive universe. And that has to happen. You can't change the past. You can only change what you do in the future. That has to be the, the overriding point. And that has to apply to the TV shows as well, whether it's Gotham, Flash, Arrow. Now, the Flash and Arrow and Supergirl, as I alluded to in another podcast, are going to kind of overlap a little bit, but Gotham is still separate, and that can't happen. There has to be, if you're licensing this property, and you are, then you have to make it feel as though it's in the same universe. Okay? DC already is behind because their places don't live in the real world. Okay? Gotham, Metropolis, Tower City, these things don't live in our universe Therefore, it's harder for us to relate. It might have been a good conceit in the 30s and 40s, but it doesn't work today where Marvel gets it. When they put it in New York, you know it's New York. When they put it in Los Angeles, you know it's in Los Angeles. You get that. You can conceptualize those things, but you can't conceptualize it when you say it's Metropolis. Well, how far is Metropolis from Gotham? I don't know. Are they close? I mean, you put those two in the same movie. Are they close? Should I should I understand that? Am I am I supposed to know that they're they're close, or what? I, I don't know. Are they the same place? We just call them different things. I don't know. That's that's a that's a hindrance for me. Make it as easy for me to relate as possible, and I'll understand it better, and I'll internalize it, and I won't be sitting there thinking, "Oh, where is this? Who is this? I don't understand. What's why are they doing this? I don't get this." That's something you have to do. You, you may have to dumb it down a little bit, and that may make the nerds unhappy. But if you want the general populace to want to see your movies and make you a, a huge amount of money, you have to give them an easy access point, and you got to make it simple. At some point, people are going to have to go back and watch all the other ones to get up to get up to speed to the next ones. But you're not there yet, and you haven't been there yet, and you've chosen to not be there, and that's. Again, DC, that's your choice. Time Warner, that's your choice. You've chosen to do it that way. This is what you get. So you bring in some good talent. You you make it cohesive across the universes with the interstitials. I think you can have some success going forward. You still have to have good writing. And I know DC took a chance on the Batman versus Superman, and it didn't seem to work out the way they had hoped. It didn't do what they wanted it to do. And that's because you took a chance, but you didn't take a – you can have a calculated risk and you can have just a risk. They took a risk, and it didn't, it didn't fall the way they wanted it to exactly. It was close, but it wasn't quite there, and that's what you need. You need to – you're DC. You're Time Warner, Warner Brothers. You, you can find talent. 
You can pay for talent. Don't be afraid to bring in your comic book people and try to put this together. Stop trying to make it a Hollywood movie and try to make it a comic book movie made in Hollywood, a la what Marvel has done up to this point. We'll see if that changes now that uh, the comic creatives are putting us back shelf here. But in the DC Universe, you have to do that if you want to have credibility. And that hasn't been done exactly the way it needs to be to this point. Now, I don't have all the answers, obviously, but I think there's things you can do as a as a creative team in a cohesive, planned-out strategy going forward instead of random, this person's in charge of this movie, and this person's in charge of this movie, and we're going to, Zack Snyder's going to do this. That's great. Give us... Give us an overarching theme. Give us something that ties this all together in all facets of this universe. And then I can believe it's called a DC cinematic universe. Right now, it's just DC doing movies. And I don't think that's what they want. I think they'd like to replicate Marvel. Nobody's told me that. But I I think if I was sitting at Warner Brothers, I'm like, I want what they got. How do we do that? And we don't have time to, we can't go back eight or ten years and do it again. So what do we do going forward? And these are things you can do to go forward and make it worthwhile. It's going to cost you some money. The comics, not so much. But the the shorts will cost you money. And you're going to have to negotiate uh, time with these actors and actresses to make these things. But they should be planned out already. These should be coming out. So six months before um, Justice League is released, you should have something like this out there. Not just, not just trailers of the movie, actual shorts that progress the story from where we saw in Dawn of Justice to what you're going to see at the beginning or very near the beginning of Justice League. You do that, I think you have a shot, and then you can go forward from there and flesh everybody out. But you can't have 10 or 12 characters and introduce them all, not that they did, introduce them all in the same movie and expect people to understand. Suicide Squad runs that risk. Definitely runs at risk. There's a lot of characters in here, and it's hard to know who all of them are and what they mean and why they're together. Maybe that'll be explained in the movie. Maybe it's just going to be an action flick, and people aren't going to care. You know, Are you going to remember it? Are you going to rewatch it? Maybe not. You're going to see it once, say, yeah, it was great action. It was good summer flick. Boom. I'm done. So those are things you have to think about, and I think those will help. Now, that's my take. Again, admittedly, DC is not my forte, but I think if you can put some of those things together, I think you can definitely make a go of it, DC, and try to make it more more relevant to what people want. And I think that's really what you're looking for. And at the end of the day, you want to make money. And the way to make money is people get people interested. You get people interested by giving them the things that help them feel comfortable with what you're showing them. Comfort. Comfortable situations in the extreme, but comfortable situations where I can I can relate, and that will help me going forward. So that's been my take. If you have a disagreement or have a different thought in what to go, how to fix the DC Universe, Cinematic Universe, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Thank you for joining me. <coughs> you can check me out at Comic Book Tales on Twitter. Send us emails at info at Hannah Tree Productions. All I'd ask is share our podcast. Share these issues with somebody you think might enjoy them let them listen let them decide for themselves and subscribe uh, independently that's the only way to grow this audience is to for you to tell other people i can tell lots of people but it needs the audience needs to tell people so if you're enjoying this tell others if you're not enjoying it tell me why tell me what you want different 
Maybe I'll change it. Maybe I won't. But I'd like to hear your feedback to uh, how that works. Okay? So I'll talk to you next time. I'm Chad. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.